Okay. Do you, who's doing the intro? This is a good you question. do it. You okay, always right. do. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've forgotten how to start it now. You say, what's good, people? There we go. That's what That is what I say. You should keep that in. I will keep that in. <laughs> what's good, people? And welcome to this episode of Lead Your Legacy with me, David Elliott. And Dami. Hi. So, today we are talking about state of our unions. Now, what this means is we're going to be looking at it from two perspectives personally when it comes to family and relationships and those kind of kinds of unions Mm -hmm. and professionally professionally when it comes to teams and organizations cool uh the reason that i want to talk about this this week dami was because love island has started up yeah already (laughs) involved it's atrocious so relationships are quite uh, a hot topic at the moment Mm -hmm. and it's all regardless of what kind of relationship you're in whether it be romantic friendship family or professionally mm-hmm. you're you're part of a team yeah and what i wanted to do was pick out some of the elements that are quite similar but also different within those types within those areas in our lives and see what we can what advice and experiences we have and obviously the wisdom we have therefore can provide as a result cool yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Yes. And one of the things that I love about you is you and your family unit. Yeah. Right? So... That's I, the correct word to use, we're unit. Your fam- right. So what are some of the things that you think make your family work so well? We like each other. <laughs> and it's I say start. that to say not everyone gets along with their family members. Yes. We, for the most part, I will say like 95% of the time, all of us, there's six of us, so my mum, my dad, mm. me, I have two sisters and a brother. Yeah. And we all get on. So six of you. Six of us. Yeah. Yep. We get along very well, for the most part. Yep. I think respect is a big thing. Yeah. So in that we respect our parents. And our parents, in turn, show us a certain level of respect as well. Mm. Didn't start out that way. Yeah. But, you know, in age and in growing together, we got there. Mm. Love, obviously. Yeah. Well, I say obviously, but again, not everyone loves their family members. True. We love each other very dearly. Like, even if we don't like each other all the time. Yeah. We love each other 100% of the time. Yeah. And I think the fact that we are all God, like, have our own relationships with God and Christ. Okay. It helps. So we have that commonality amongst us. Yeah. And that we like to laugh together. Laughter is a big thing in my house. So, like, (laughs) whether it's we're bantering with each other, because banter is a verb, not a noun. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whether like we're ribbing each other or we're laughing at something in common or like just like my parents like playfully bickering yeah. or my brother trolling my mum. Yeah. Just stuff like that. We like to laugh a lot. Yeah. So laughter, love for each other, liking each other as different things. Yeah. The respect. Yeah. And our love for God. Yeah. So faith as well. Like there's a lot in there. I mean, I guess you would call those your your family values the things that you yeah you all rep- okay because like i know with 
are there certain things that you know in your family are absolute no-goes? So, like, for me, my dad, one of the rules he said was no drugs, no lying, and no stealing. Oh, yeah. So there was, like, those were the absolute... Oh, no, there's many a no-go in my household. <laughs> there's many a no-go. Drugs, definitely. Yeah. Unless you want my mum to die and then come back to life and kill you. Yeah. Alcohol, that's fine. Yeah. Stealing, obviously... Stealing obviously what is not fine. It's not fine. Okay, just want to make like just want to be clear in um, it. Don't go out there. Basically, don't go out there and embarrass us. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, don't disgrace the name. We can't. We can't. I, the one thing I don't know how to deal with is shame, and that's been instilled into me. <laughs> I, I don't like it's not for me to go outside there, yeah, and for someone to be able to look at me and to be able to say, "Ah, oh, she did rare, 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 rare." Yeah, and it'd be true. And they tell someone else. I'll just die. Yeah. Immediately. I'll just die. Shame is a big thing. Nigerians, we don't do shame, you know. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. No, it's, it's I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. We don't do shame. Um, yeah, drugs. Tattoos is a big thing. My mum hates them. Oh, okay. That's a no-go. I was going to ask a question, but I'm not going to grass. I'm not going to ask you to grass yourself or any of your siblings up. What do you mean? Do don't... any of us have tattoos? Yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I remember my sister went to Napa yeah. years ago. And came back with henna. Oh. <laughs> she came back with a henna tattoo. And she was like to my mum, oh, you know, do you like my new tattoo? I knew your sister, I knew your sister was going to do me a wind-up merchant. My mum, before she could even say, my, my sister, just the look at her face, my sister was like, it's henna, it's temporary, it's temporary, it's temporary. <laughs> because my mum don't play. She don't play. Um, yeah, just don't bring, sh- don't do anything yeah. that's going to bring shame to your name. Or to us. That's the main thing. So, like, because then that raises the question, because, funny enough, actually, on Twitter this week, I saw a post about this guy who basically, he was in a similar situation where his parents, or I think his mum or dad, or one, either one or the other, if not both, didn't approve of him having tattoos. Yeah. Got a tattoo and was subsequently kicked out of the house. That's extreme. Right? And he, this person didn't seem to be young in terms of a teenager they seemed at worst to be like a young adult like maybe young to mid-20s but then i guess like have there ever been situations where i guess you maybe they're more generational where you and your parents have different attitudes or different different expectations and then how do you find the middle ground don't get me wrong yeah we clash yeah a lot yeah but it's the respecting Right. That comes into it. So, like, on a, let's call it a mini school scale, mm. compared to the tattoos. Yeah. Piercings, I'd always, like, said to my mum from the age of 14, yeah. as soon as I leave your house, I'm getting my nose pierced. <laughs> as soon as I leave my house, your house, I'm getting my nose pierced. It's always 14, isn't it? And it's then, always 14. And then my mum was like, okay, yeah, when, when you move out, God, you do what you want. I don't care. You do what you want. <laughs> and to me, moving out was going to uni, isn't it? Yeah. So, first year of uni... I got my second ear holes done in my ears. Yeah. Came home and I guess I was a tester. She didn't really react. Oh, okay. So this is my second hole, isn't it? Right. It was a small act of rebellion. Yeah. Went back after my first visit or second visit home, got my nose pierced. Yeah. I called her on the phone. I was like, oh, guess what? She's like, what did you do? I had her nose pierced. She didn't believe me. I took a picture, I sent it to her. And then she was like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. She didn't like it. Then I got, like, I want to call it my tragus. I can't remember what it's called. The upper bit of my ear pierced. Yeah. That was my second year I had that done. I had I had that for a year before either of them noticed. Yeah. One day she was just like, ah, I started tugging on it. Luckily, it was healed by then. Uh, what's this? What's this? What's this? I said, don't you look pretty? Don't you like it? After that, she was like, no more. 
It's enough. No more. Don't put any more holes. Yeah. <laughs> in your ears. Anyway. And your nose. But never was there a point where she was like, I'll kick you out. Like, don't get me wrong. As many people, do, not many people, as some of us do. Yeah. Because my mum was so, don't get me wrong, she's cool now. Mm. But she was strict when yeah. I was growing up. Like, you could ask me to come out. I ain't going. Like, because you know my mum's going to say no. Yeah. Before you even ask me, you know, even up until 18 people, like, my mum would say no. Yeah. I wasn't going to house parties. I wasn't going, maybe no, second year of college, I was going to house parties. A couple, but not many. Yeah. I couldn't be around my friend's house late because it's just not of God to be moving <laughs> in the night. Like, that's my mum's Why do you always want to move at it's night? It's not of God, yeah. Why, why do you always want to move at night time? Yeah. So... When I went to uni my first year, I wouldn't say I went off the rails, off the rails, but... You express your freedom. Oh. <laughs> to the point where it was detrimental to my education, right? Them ones, yeah. So I came home, blagged it, blagged it for a little bit, then everything as it does, it came to light. I thought I was going to die, my mum was going to die, my, I thought we were all going to die on the line mm. Because it was, it was, it, it like... Because what 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 I have to realise and what I realised later on yeah. is where they're coming from, neither of them were like that. Oh, neither okay. of their siblings were necessarily like that. I don't get me wrong, my dad had his times. Yeah. But especially for my mum. My mum has always been a straight shooter by the book, by the rules. Yeah. She's not the type she wasn't the type to like go out or disobey her parents. Yeah. Like that. She's a homebody. After she left school she went straight to work. For work she'll come home. Yeah. From her house, from her father's house, she went to her marital home. Mm. So, you know, she's always like, if I can do it by the book, I don't understand why you don't. Yeah. And like, but I think, so that, I'm not going to go into detail. Yeah. But that was a big learning curve for all of us. Do you think that was more of a learning curve for you because you were the first? All of us. First, okay. All of us, because the way things happen with me. Yeah. When they started to notice things in other siblings or cousins. Yeah. They saw the signs earlier. Yeah. Reacted better. I always call myself the crash test dummy. Yeah. Because really and truly, as much as you like, my mum is the first girl, but third of eight. Okay. So she's had a hand in raising many of her siblings, especially her youngest brother. Yeah. But as much as you've raised, helped raise your siblings, it's not your child. It's not your child. It's not the same. It's different. So. In I come, I'm the practice child, didn't it? Didn't really know what they was doing. <laughs> Is, you know, and because they were here, my grandparents were out there, all yeah. the, most of their older siblings and stuff out there. Yeah. All their friends here who had come over from Nigeria as well were all first-time parents. Mm. So they were all doing this thing together. Yeah. And it's also, like, only maybe in the past, like, 10, 12 years, mm. has my mum stopped playing the comparison game. Oh, that one. Like, you know. Wait, so explain for everyone what the comparison game so it's like, is. <laughs> And what you have to understand... Because <laughs> it's I quite prevalent in certain cultures. It is, it is. Like, what I had to learn and understand, what I will preface this by saying is that majority of the time, it's coming from a place of love and correction. Mm. It's wanting you to realise that there's nothing more special about someone else than you. Yeah. So it's always been, you know, oh, you know, like if I got a B yeah. in something and one of my friends got an A... It was like, you know, why? Where why can you be more like, yeah. Do they have two heads? Is the favourite saying. Have yeah. Actually, has she got two heads? <laughs> is her brain bigger than yours? Yeah. Like, why couldn't you get an A? Like, you're fully capable. Yeah. It's, 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 it's their wayward way of telling you that you're more than capable yeah. of doing better. It's meant to be encouraging. But it doesn't sound that way. Yeah. So, when that all that stuff came around, there was big comparisons. Yeah. But 
you learn, you speak, and I think in 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 that because yeah. it was a major yeah. We, I, my parents stopped trusting me, but then the the trust was built back fairly quickly. They're very forgiving people. Yeah. So trust, and I learned to trust them more with my feelings because I didn't trust my parents with my feelings because you grow up in African household. Yeah. And some, for some people, it's different. Yeah. For some, for others, it's the same, mm. and for others, it's more extreme. Yeah. Where your feelings are not at the forefront of your parents' mind. Yeah. Where they don't, they think about your physical well-being your spiritual well-being if you come from a religious household mm. in a way sort of your mental well-being mm. but not necessarily your emotional well-being because yeah. in reality they're not always even aware of theirs yeah exactly but i think I, that's especially just just to kind of re- reaffirm your point i think that's especially true for if your parents are immigrants yeah as well because there was no time to be worried you just had to get on with it whatever happened you dealt with it and you moved on yeah move on sorry so no it's so it's it's the same thing but again i'm lucky and i and i thank god that happened because it sort of reworked our relationship okay so i was forced to be more open yeah i was forced to stop telling porcupines i was forced to like be honest with myself yeah be honest with them and it was very healthy like, I wish it hadn't have come to that mm. for us to get to where we are now. Mm. But I don't regret it. I don't know. Honestly honestly speaking, I don't yeah. regret it. And because I was... I don't think... Look, playing a comparison game... Yeah. Compared to other children, whether white, black, Caribbean, Greek, African, whatever... Yeah. I don't think that was I was that bad a child. Mm. But in my mum's eyes... I was really rebellious. I know, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I was outspoken. I would not necessarily talk back to her. Yeah. But I wasn't the type to lead a double life. Yeah. Like, my mum knew I was chatting back at my teachers at school. But I was getting the work done. <laughs> because they would tell her parents evening, Dami has a lot to say. Yeah. Dami's always asking why. Dami doesn't... And, like, because I was always brought up as well, though. And they shot themselves in the foot. Because they brought me up. If I didn't understand something, yeah. question it. Yeah. If it didn't make sense to me, strive to understand it. Yeah. And if there's <laughs> if there's wrong being done, yeah. speak up. I'm only laughing now because now I'm on the other side of the table telling parents about their children. Right. And it's interesting. Yeah. So, but you don't expect your children to take it. I don't think they expect me to take it into every facet. Well, like literally, yeah. Also, like literally, question my elders. <laughs> But I've lost where what we were talking about. So you're talking in, about like how you don't have any regrets in terms of how... No, nah, not how things went. They, yeah. If you asked me this five years ago, mm. then yeah, I would have had mad regrets. Mm. But now, especially the, the way things are shaping mm. in terms of my future, mm. I don't regret it. In the terms of the relationship I have with both my parents, yeah. I do not regret it at all. Yeah. Especially because it made it made things better for my siblings after me. How? So, where you like going to uni is a very important thing in, I will say, a Nigerian household. Yeah. I think for most people who are non white, who are others, mm. like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying for white people it's not important. Yeah. But I think it's a big, big thing. I'll say for my family, mm. my culture, my background. Yeah. Everyone knows going to uni is what you do. Yeah. Right? So, but going to study certain courses. You can't go and study. Yeah. You couldn't go and study media, art, drama, creatives. Art, any of that yeah. didn't make sense because, not because it was a bad subject to do. How are you going to make money? But yeah, it was the thing. They want you to be okay. Yeah, they want you to be secure. So even though I had a real passion for drama mm. 
and literature but i hated doing english because of my secondary school teacher mm. so i just gave left that by the wayside but mm. drama was a real thing for me yeah my mum wasn't here for it also not just because <laughs> how am i gonna make money yeah but because you have to remember celebrity was a real like they're, they're, they're just wayward to my mum's if it's yeah not, if it's not a sex scandal it's drugs yeah if it's not drugs they were attacked or they have stalkers. Yeah. You're not, your life is just exposed. Yeah. You can't do anything in private. And she didn't want that for me. So she was like, no, you're not doing anything to do with that. Mm. After she, she basically indulged me. Up that would definitely A-levels. would have been, yeah, that would have been after A-levels because we did drama. Yeah. Yeah. Up until A-levels. And she's don't get me, for someone who was so adamant that I'm not doing it. Yeah. My mum was there for every single one of my performances. Mm. I think apart from my last exam, because she was working. Oh, okay. Up until then, anything I was in, in schools, whether I was in the choir, yeah. whether I was going Fairfield Halls. Was she there at Stomp when we did Stomp? No, she didn't come for that because it was the middle of the day. Oh, oh, yeah. But anything that was after school. Yeah, I love that my mum works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I say that to say, sidebar, I say that to say, Yeah. I remember my brother being in primary school, right? And all of their stuff was in the middle of the day. Yeah. And there'll be a... Loads of parents there. My mum's like, and then my, like my sister was <laughs> my sister as well. They feel away because my mum couldn't be there. Yeah. Mum's like, but she's got to work. Yeah. If she doesn't. And can I just can I just say on. it? Because I've worked in a school where like, and this isn't to, but you can see the parents who are available one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. Sometimes it anywhere between eleven to two o'clock in the afternoon who are available and don't have to make any arrangements with work. And you can see the impact it has on on their students in terms of work ethic you do really see it how like i know more or less huh are they do they work harder or less less they don't see the value in working hard okay they're often very very often you you might ask them like what is for for them they think work it like universal tax credits or universe whatever benefits in it they think that like that's like that's always going to have them. This is this is for th- but this is in for in our inner city quote unquote environment. True. There are people who are more well off yeah. and privileged yeah. who their mums, not necessarily their dads, yeah. but in like those traditional mm. in a sense household yeah. where the dad's the breadwinner, yeah. the mum is the homemaker mm. and she can be available mm. at that time. True. They may not try as hard for some of them they will yeah but then no i'm contradicting myself you're right no you're right because even in those situations yeah the people i've spoken to people i've met i find that them too if their mum is there available to come in at so so and so time mm. then well there's a reason your mum's coming at 11 or one o'clock in it yeah and very yeah. often they're angry not because of like, like there's in between being angry at your child because you've it's, it's weird the parents who have Between literally being angry at your child because they've done something wrong or yeah. because they've inconvenienced you so right so to a degree yeah, like, if you're... How can I put this? It's, it's funny because I, I would often find that if the parents were at home, mm-hmm. they would be annoyed that the child had inconvenienced them. Yeah. Whereas the parents who were working were more annoyed that the child had maybe dis- disgraced their name. And which is weird. Them. They've had to leave work. Yeah, they've, they've had to, to leave making work. making money exactly. to come and do with your... B- so, anyways, right, back to the point about, yeah, so your mum worked, so she couldn't come and see your performances during Not the day. Not all of them, but... But she was still supportive. She was still supportive. Right. But said to me, adamantly, yeah. I'm not doing that. It's not for me, it's not happening. Yeah. Now, fam, no. Yeah. So, I chose another degree, had no interest in. Yeah. It, and it was just off a whim. So, last question, like, because especially, like, with, especially with... But, oh, sorry, back to my point, Yeah, though. go on. So... 
it, my sister didn't know what she wanted to do. Yeah. So she picked, and not because she wasn't allowed to do what she wanted to do. At that point in time, she didn't know what she wanted to do. Which is a di- which is different. So she picked something else. Yeah. My brother knew mm. and is doing that. Mm. My little sister seems to know mm. and wants to go to university. Yeah. It's now so my brother had the option not to go. Yeah. To go. My youngest sister had the option. Has the option. Still has the option not to go. Yeah. But if you're not going to go, you've got to have a plan to do something else. Right. Cause... Right. But it's not just the option to not go in and go straight to work. No, you've got to go and learn something else. You've got to master a craft. Right. So, but I didn't have that choice. Yeah. But them seeing what forcing me to go did. Yeah. Has changed the way they act towards my youngest two siblings. Yeah. Which I'm grateful for. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, because it's kind of come around full circle, I guess. Like... Do you? I wouldn't say. Do you have any resentment towards them for making? For, At first, I did. No, we can talk about resentment. Yeah, I, I can talk about that openly. And then, how do you? Because it's not like three years, three to four years, yeah. twenty-seven grand upwards of debt, right? It's not a small price to pay no. for something that you, to a degree, don't feel as if you have any autonomy over, and then end up resenting. Yeah. How do you overcome that? It takes a lot of open and honest conversation mm. you have to be able to say, express how you're feeling yeah. but not be in your feelings about it because when you're in your feelings about it you're not yeah. trying to hear what anyone else has to say true you also have to be able to put yourself in your parents shoes yeah no, and it's that is a good one I'm, but it's, and I'm yeah. talking honestly I'm not here talking rah, rah, like it's easy for me because you have to remember, I've been there I've done it there's a lot of things yeah like on a smaller scale for example cheerleading my little sister's a cheerleader right yeah and all of us are involved. My dad doesn't come to competitions, but he pays for them. Pays for them. <laughs> he doesn't. It's not his thing. And he couldn't. And my dad has to try. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? My dad puts the money in. Yeah. My dad, if he's not working, will take her to her practices. Yeah. I pick her up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's involved. So he's not just by the wayside. Yeah. He, like, he wants to know how she's doing. We yeah. send him the videos of the competition. Yeah. Like, he's involved. Like, he likes to troll her, though. He says, you know, how was bungee jumping? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he calls it. I, I only find it funny because, like, I'm, 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 like, I was having a conversation with someone recently about like extracurricular activities for the, for for kids yeah. and who takes them and who's responsible for certain things. And I was basically informed that if any of my children are doing football or outdoor sports, yeah. don't expect mum to drop them off. That's your. That is my See, forte. You know it. So, because that's you, but yeah. right, my mum, she's their competition. It's not just my mum; it's me, my mum, it's my other sister. It, my brother sometimes comes if they're local. It's yeah. my mum's immediate sister, my aunt, and my cousin. Yeah. So we all go down as a unit. Yeah. My dad fronts some of the money. Yeah. My brother, now that he's working mm. as well as being uni, will put money towards it. Mm. You know, so that because it's it's quite expensive. But let's say, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, there's some time ago, yeah. I wanted to do cheerleading. I love that, some time ago, yeah. But because of circumstances and yeah. money and the fact that half of us were here, half of us were in Nigeria, mm. we it wasn't I wasn't afforded the opportunity to do it. Right. And I didn't know how long I held on to it for mm. until my sister started, until my brother started doing basketball. Even before my sister started cheering, yeah. my brother was doing basketball yeah. and he did football before that. Okay. And that cost money. Yeah. And at the time, I was still in my early 20s. Yeah. Mid to early 20s. 
and the resentment was building, but I wasn't aware of it until my younger sister started cheering. Mm. Then it all came to a head. Oh. There was an argument about it. Yeah. My feelings were hurt. My mum's feelings were hurt. Yeah. And we let it go. And I let it go. Yeah. And then later on, she came to talk to me about it and was just like, in all honesty, mm. she regrets. There's a lot of things she regrets mm. doing and not doing for me. Yeah. And I said to her that I understand that. Mm. But I'm in a place now where I can... And, I, and it takes maturity. Yeah. Because... This is why I say not being in your feelings. Because at the time we were talking about it, I was well into my feelings. Yeah. Like, how is it that, you know, everything's different for them. But mm. for me, it was this. She didn't let me do this. She yeah. didn't let me do that. Da, 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 da. And they have all these choices. Number yeah. one, money. Yeah. Didn't have the money it's, they have now when I was coming up. 100%. Number two, I'm not going to lie. My sister is a lot better teenager than I was. <laughs> she's more trustworthy than I was. Yeah. She's, not as ma- she's mouthy. Yeah. But she's not as rude as I am. Okay, I right. Am. Yeah. Um, I I know I know myself yeah I know myself but like so it took me coming out of my feelings Mm. and looking at it from her point of view to see that right you know what in honesty she did everything my both my parents did what they felt was best at the time Mm. and did everything in their power to make sure I had what I needed not everything I wanted but what I needed I will say I never knew I was like hurt we were hurting financially growing up yeah I would have never known yeah because more than abundance of food on the table. Yeah. I had all the love in the world. You had the basics and you were more than... I had more than the basics, yeah. to be honest with you. At one point, it was like I was living lavish. I was like seven with a TV and cable in my room. Do you remember cable? Jeez! Oh, like, listen. NTL and that. Listen! <laughs> the, the, cartoon like, Network and... Oh, so like, still Cartoon Network now, but yeah, that but was yeah, when it was, yeah. The real Cartoon Network. Proper, when, proper cut, like... When, when, when Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon were good. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we sat down, yeah. and even till now, I have to tell her to stop talking about it. Like, she says, oh, you know, she wishes I could have done the cheer thing, because mm. my sister's so good at it. Yeah. She enjoys it. But I, like... Yeah, sorry, but let it me... Took, go it took me coming out of my feelings yeah. and being mature about it to say, do you know what? Okay, fair enough. I didn't get to do it, mm. but that's the past. Do you last two points right because I think all two questions points ish like I think what you've done in terms of being able to now because you mm-hmm. kind of said it especially now that you're an adult like you're you're more mature about how you dealt with the situation definitely right and it's funny because I'm reading this book called The Road Less Traveled and it talks about how some people especially parents more so they fail to make the transition especially for their kids where they go from being parents more so to peers Okay. Right, because now we're both adults, we can have adult conversations with a certain level of respect. Okay. Right. Because <laughs> I, I knew, say, I knew that was on the tip of your tongue. I knew that was. Yeah. Still, I'm not your mates. I'm not one of your little friends. There we go. Right. How? How do you bridge? How do you make that trans that that transition from being children, children to adult children? Okay. And you're ha- always still your parents' child. Yeah. Exactly. Um. In a way that's productive and they don't treat you like your children, children, or more like your adult children. You have to stop acting like a child. You say that like it's easy. No, you no, you have to stop acting like a child. So there's certain things you need to personally yeah. take responsibility for. Yeah. Please trigger people. You have to be accountable <laughs> for your actions, for your behaviours. It's, it's none of this anymore. Oh, that's just what I'm like. Oh, you know, this is how I've always been. Quick point on that. Do you think... Especially when you become an adult, that you can continue to blame your parents for no, the way that... Right. No, no. Because you have choice as an adult. Yeah. You have choice. 
don't get me wrong. Yeah. Other some choices, some people's choices are more limited than others. Yeah. But you can always choose how you react to certain things. True. You can always choose how you're going to let something affect you. Yeah. Or how deeply it's going to hurt you, or how much joy it's going to bring you. Yeah, you. You've got responsibility at the end of the day, the ability think, to respond how you wish. Yeah, I think for me, so, you know, there was the whole situation with me. I think all of us have gone through the, our situations. Mm. I think it was, okay, I'm lucky in that my dad, both my parents, their dads are very, so my mum's dad is still alive, my dad's dad is not. Yeah. They're very harsh men. Yeah. Couldn't they unapproachable children are seen not heard yeah stuff like that mm. my dad his reaction towards that was to not be the way his father was to his children so to break the cycle effectively so my, dad, my dad has always been very playful he's always don't get me wrong don't cross him yeah <laughs> he's not one to be toyed with yeah but he's always been very vocal about how he feels about us my dad has always put us first. Yeah. He's never let us like feel like we want for anything. Yeah. And he's also he's always been like he's never been hands off parent. Mm. So like he might not be there at all the events. Yeah. But he wants to know how they went. Yeah. He wants to know why they went wrong, why they went went well. So he's always available and he's always interested. Always, always in, yes, that's my dad. He's active. He's interested. He doesn't come to all parents. And he's supportive. Very. There we go very you you you've spoken to my dad you yeah know? like there's, there's there's no one that my dad will meet that he will not make time for yeah that's the kind of person he is yeah my mum was the stricter one coming up so the way her parents were especially i think more her dad yeah she took after him mm. until she got to because there was a point where i wasn't it's just me being a crappy teen i wasn't speaking to my dad yeah and like not after she's done anything to hurt me. Just teenagers. But being a teenager. Yeah. And then there was a point where I wasn't really speaking to my mum. Right. And I think she realised that she doesn't want it to be... She doesn't want me, us, to have that kind of relationship... Yeah. ...that she had with her dad. Okay. She's closer to her mum. Yeah. Especially now that she's an adult. Mm. But she's not really close to her dad. Yeah. And she realised if she doesn't want to go down the same pathway... Yeah. She's going to have to change. Because go and and she realized in her in and in all her uh, uh, for lack of a better word suffocation yeah of me I still acted out yeah so clearly that wasn't working you've yeah. got to now try a new method yeah and I can appreciate that she and in seeing changes in her yeah she saw changes in me yeah you have to it's about being as we always say self aware yeah hundred percent because not everyone I'm and I and I honestly know don't get it twisted I know. Some people may feel I'm lucky. Some may, some people may think mine is the norm. Because you don't choose, you don't get to choose your parents. No, but they don't get to choose their kids either. This is also true. Yes, they have a hand in rearing you. Yeah. But when you get to school, you're out of their sight for like half the day. So yeah. Especially if you're a latchkey kid. A it's, latchkey kid is someone who has to, you know, take themselves to school and bring themselves home yeah. at a certain point in day it's, because your parents are it's, working. It's, um, I think schools are, or teachers generally account for 30% of a pupil's time. And then there's your peers around you. Your parents can't choose your friends. No. As much as they want to. As much as they want to. And, yeah. you know, no, hold on. Because some, if you're in privileged in that way where your parents are taking you to certain play groups and arranging certain play dates yeah. for you, then, yeah, they try to cherry pick your friends. But in a lot of cases, they can't pick your peers. Yeah. So there's only so much influence 
they can have on you. There's only so much they can do to try and steer you in the right direction. Before you take accountability Before for Before you it. start taking accountability for yourself. It's all about being self-aware and taking accountability. Yeah. I think when I grew up and was watching the way my mum was with my brother and sister. Yeah. And because we've always laughed and had a jokey, as much as they've been serious and strict. Yeah. We've been able to laugh and joke and play. Yeah. Within... Like, don't get me wrong, I've pushed something, said something, and mum was like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. Yeah, but that's part of growing up, to be fair. growing up, you, you push the boundaries. Yeah. Me. I can then say to her, oh, rah, you know, this is what you're doing. Like... Can I ask a quick question, yeah? Because there's been a lot of, um, a lot of breaking and mending and fixing, etc., and reconciling. What, in my... Yeah, 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 yeah right. Has anyone said sorry? Or does it just kind of... <laughs> I have said sorry yeah. multiple times. And if they haven't said sorry, have you felt as if... They should? Not so much as they sh- if they should. Have you felt as if you know... Because it sounds like, to be fair, from the, from what you've spoken about in terms of your mum and your dad, yeah. it sounds as if you know that they've changed their perspective and their actions. Definitely. But you've never said that they apologise for it. So how did you know in that their attitudes had changed? In a lot of circumstances, there's no need to apologise. Because a lot of people would look for someone to apologise and be but like, I am sorry. To, but... Oh, Okay, but what's the sorry gonna do? This is my thing. Like, so I how do you know that your parents have changed? Because of our relationship now. Okay. I, and the way and the way they are with my brother and sister. Yeah. The way they're being brought up, they have different parents that I had. Mm. Even me and had the same parents. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Has different parents. Yeah. And the youngest has different. So we had the same parents. My brother has similar parents. My brother's parents, are, we're all from the same loin and womb, by the way. Yeah. But I'm talking about in the stages of their growth as parents. Yeah, because your parents would have changed. Right. Yeah. So my brother, his parents are slightly different from the parents me and my sister had, my immediate sister had. Yeah. And are slightly different from the parents the baby has. Yeah. So, but, because majority, let's say his, from his ages of like one to maybe 12 15 mm. even though i'd say 12 to one to maybe 13 14 yeah he had very similar parents to the ones i had okay but in the latter stages of his life now for the past maybe 10 or so years he's got options he's got my baby sister's parents yeah so that's how and i'm lucky because i can see that yeah and also because my mom listens to me yeah they both listen. They they listened before. Yeah. But they really listen, and my words hold weight, more weight than they did previously. Because you're like you're basically the team captain, in it. Like if your mum and dad are the managers, yeah, then I'm you're a self-appointed captain. I'm not just the captain. I'm the nurse. I'm the lawyer. I'm the fighter. My the diplomat. Is, I I am because I. Oh, anyway. I was just gonna say because like just to summarize, right? It sounds as if, especially in your family, everyone knows what the core values are. Yeah. And it sounds as if, even when you're pet, because it was, it might have been easy. And don't get me wrong, we've never like discussed core values or anything. No, but you just get it. Let's finish on the sorry thing, right? Right, go on. Real, real, real quick. So there are certain things, yes, my mum has apologised for, like when she's been completely out of line. Yeah. But when it comes to like, like the uni thing, she's never apologised because I don't feel she, I personally don't feel she needs to. Yeah. She was doing what she felt was best. Yeah. But she has expressed more than once. Yeah. Her regret for the way things went. Okay. I wish we could have done this. Yeah. Or I wish I had known this. So it wasn't a matter of her saying the words. What you knew is you knew that she'd reflected on it and said, you know what, I could have done better. Well, no, not. Mm. 
well, I would have done things differently. Yeah. And then she did do things she, differently. Yeah, for the others. For the others, and right. I'm, and I have, and, and me growing up, I have me being the way I am now. Yeah. And because of my love for my siblings, mm. and because I want the best, absolute best for them, yeah. I have no resentment towards them. Yeah. When I realised I resented my mum, it went away. I think like... Because I never want to feel like that towards my mum. I just think, and then I'm going to ask you one last question, right, mm-hmm. after I summarise. It sounds as if, like like I said, the values seem to be the things that, although unspoken, your mum and dad have upheld the most. Even to the point where, even if they fell short, they made sure that they role modelled it, which was why, for example, they might have, when they felt as if they weren't being, I guess, they weren't meeting you on an adult to adult level, they mm-hmm. changed their behaviours, which then, I guess helped you to change yours because yeah. you'd seen them do it first. Yeah. And I think like, especially for parents, that's something that's so hard to admit and accept and then do because it means, especially when you're on adult to adult levels, like you have to change your thinking yeah. and adapt. And I can only imagine how difficult it is to have it for children who are, especially like, because we, we have, in terms of generations, we have similar families, yeah. right? They've got to do it for two different generations. Yeah. Which and are, it's not easy And it's, that's not easy, right? So like, I think in terms of the values and your your parents embodying what it takes to not only be a good, like have a good marriage, but to have a good family unit. Yeah. I think that then leads me on to my last question, which is for you, having grown up in that, Mm -hmm. if you could give two or three takeaways for what would be the foundations from your perspective for a very good family unit, what would they be? Okay. Two to three things. So know your role. And play it to the best of your ability. I, I would, do you know what? I wish we had more time because I would. I would have loved to have gone like, down that one. Yeah. My parents have their own strengths and weaknesses. They know exactly what they are between each other. Yeah. And growing up, I know where they are. This is not like I'm not talking specific gender roles because that's a whole other. That's a whole other. T- yeah. Touched on that. There's not really that in my house. Yeah. But. Because, yeah, I could go into I think we should do that another time. Another talk, time, yeah. Bring my parents back into the mix again. <laughs> but, like, it's about knowing your position yeah. and playing it well. Yeah. First of all. Yeah. Because you're a team. We are. And all of yeah, us. So, like, mum's got a position, dad's got a position, I've got a position. Yeah. All of us have positions because at the end of the day, we all... So, my parents, you know, are the main support. But I, too, have to support them. mm and it's not that they've made me feel that way. I want to yeah. support them. Yeah. We all, all like my little sister is not in a place to support the way we do, but she does more than what she needs to do. Yeah. Like, for example, so my dad is a cab driver. Yeah. And he, night shift days, his shifts are very erratic. Yeah. Depends on when he's going to make his, the most money. So he was out one night and I called him at like stupid o'clock, like 10. Mm. And I didn't know he had a passenger. This is when you could use your phone in your car. And mm. I was like, oh, what do you want to eat when you get home? Mm. And he was like, oh, I'll sort it myself. I said, no, 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 let me know. I'm not going to bed anytime soon. Yeah. Um, if we've not got it cooked already, if yeah. it's in the house, I'll cook it. Yeah. He let me know. He came home the next day and he was like, oh, his passenger in the car was really impressed because you called and you asked me why I wanted to eat. Yeah. And I was like, okay. To me, it's, it's normal, normal, isn't it? It's the normal. It's normal. He's out working. Yeah. So he should now come home <laughs> in the middle of the night and come and be searching for something to eat. Yeah. But to his passenger, that's amazing. He was like, wow. Yeah. 
first time, is that your wife? He said, no, that's my daughter, that's my eldest daughter. Yeah. Wow. So your daughter calls you yeah. to check into, and it was like, so it's, no, it's playing your role. Yeah. And then supporting each other. Yeah. So the way my parents have supported me, in in all honesty, they may have not wanted certain things that I wanted. Yeah. But I still, like I said to you, she didn't want me to go and do drama. Yeah. But up until A-level, she, she was, was there, there for every performance, yeah. every song she could be. Yeah. My dad too was there. Yeah. Mm. So me too, I'm going to show them that. Yeah. And then communication, learning how to communicate. So our communication. So sorry, so we've got roles, know your roles. Roles, supporting. Supporting. And communication. Communication. Because they've, my parents, communi- for me. Yeah. I think, I felt they've always communicated well with each other. There are certain things, don't get me wrong, where they have communication breakdowns. Or one of them is being really, really hard headed. Yeah. But they can come back and talk about it later, which is with anyone. Yeah. But... Because I think communication is one of those things that everyone wants to be perfect, but it never you is. Can't. It's no, there's no such thing. Yeah. There's no such thing. But it's, it's, so it's communication between them. Yeah. Communication between us and them. Yeah. And then communic- and us and them being the kids and the parents. Mm. And also communication between the siblings as well. Yeah. It's all different, but it all has to be done well. Yes. The communication between me and my parents way back when wasn't so great because I wasn't communicating and I felt like I was being talked at constantly. Yeah. And like, for me, it was like contradictory because you can't tell me to question things but not question you. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Yes! Like, so... Yes. So like, Double-edged sword, didn't it? Right. So like, but it is about learning how to communicate as well. So I know if I've got a point to make with my mum... Yeah. I'll let her, like, back in the day... When I was like in a te- as a teenager, mm. when I'm form- really, really forming and standing firm in my own beliefs, mm. if we're arguing, I'll stop because I'm not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And I don't want to argue or fight or like be seen to be distinct. Sometimes I, I used to forget myself. <sighs> we'd both be going back and forth until she's had enough. And she's like, I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's true. But then before it gets to that, I, I do, I'm not going to lie. My, Immediate sister, yeah, because she's watched what not to do, yeah. She's so much, she was so much better at it, yeah, than me for a long. I've only, I'm gonna be honest with you, yeah, I've only recently, I'm gonna say in the last four years, mm. really gotten good at communicating with my mum, yeah. Like when we're cool, we're cool, yeah, but when we're butting heads, you butt heads hard, like yeah. there must be blood. <laughs> And, and it's only like in, but my sister watching that yeah. knows how to draw me back in yeah. myself and like draw me away from the thing because you can't because like, you're wrong yeah and my dad's my favorite my dad's phrase is how can I be wrong <laughs> how can you be right he <laughs> can't talk to him when he's being like I, I must say like from from my perspective as well middle siblings are fantastic neutralizers because they watch yeah they, they've watched it mm. they know so like now I can say before so when I was learning. After we've had our little shouting, it's never a scream match. I'm not brave enough to scream or properly shout at my mum. Yeah. I raise my voice, but I'm not brave to shout. Yeah. But I'll come back later on, apologise for the way I spoke. Yeah. But then explain where your point your better. perspective. Yeah. So she could actually hear what I'm saying and not my tone. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Hear what yeah, you're saying, but not your tone. Hear my tone, not my tone. Because yeah. I come there with an attitude. She's not going to hear me. Yeah. I always say, especially like in schools, you should be if you're going to shout, shout to be heard, but not to be listened to. No. Like, so there's that. Mm. And now, I'm not going to lie to you. And I get it. It's a luxury for some people. Yeah. Moving out, 
did wonders <laughs> for me and my mum's relationship because it was her house. Yeah. But I too am a grown woman. Yeah. Living under her roof. I I emphasize my own ideas, the way I want to do things, yep. the way I feel like I should be treated. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. But even before I moved, she was telling me how much she was going to miss me because I can I can I can confidently say I wouldn't have said this maybe ten to six years ago. My mm. mom's my friend. Mm. She's one of my best friends. Yeah. I tell her every most things. Almost everything. Almost everything, yeah. But yeah, there's not much I would not tell my mom, and I'm so grateful for that. And a lot of it is due to playing your role. Yeah. As we said. Yep. The support they've shown me, and I've shown them in return. Yep. And the communi- communication. Communication. Okay. Understand the way your parents speak in it. You know, if you know, if you're coming from a household where they're strict, don't come all your when they don't come with your whole chest yeah come with your whole head let them let them get it off their chest let them shout let them listen to what they're saying okay cool let them cool down Mm. when they're in a better mood or whatever go go back and attempt to open the dialogue again yeah that's what i would say that's what i had to learn to do say no more but yeah dialogue one more and then laugh with each other don't take things too too or too much to heart or too seriously mm. like because we're stupid in our house <laughs> like we laugh at the dumbest the, the silliest of things but it eases the tension yeah and you know you call the other one to say oh this da, 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 and also it means that things that happen that might have caused tension before yeah you can laugh at yeah instead of getting your feelings about it I'm with it you. can be oh will you this one this is this what you know that's what you're like yeah da, 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 or whatever yeah or instead of them getting angry about it if yeah. you've been laughing a little bit but then again if your parents are not the, everyone laughs in it yeah like i, I know what you mean because um we had a situation recently where it's just it's it was a bit tense in it, and my brother's the, 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 my youngest brother. He is he's a bit of a he sulks in it, right? He gets in his feelings. He's a very empathetic, sensitive, sensitive guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the polar opposite to what I'm like in it. Yeah. So especially at that age. <laughs> especially at that no, age. hold on. No, 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 no. Hold no, on. Eighteen. No. no. I can accept. No. I was very tact. I was. I wasn't very tactful. To be no, fair. No, and you were sensitive as well, but you just didn't realize how sensitive you were. Maybe because you would just flare up at anything, but because you weren't showing <laughs> an upset or hurt emotion, your yeah. immediate emotion was anger yeah. and revenge. Yeah. You felt like yeah, but no, yeah. Yeah. So like he. So it's kind of like when I phoned my sister the other day to kind of like. Discuss the sulkiness, sort of. Yeah, we was like, we just find it more funny in it. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was more. We found more jokes in it, and it was less stress. And I think you're right in terms of if you have fun with each other, it does make the things that would have been more likely to flare up. It does kind of decrease their mm. the fuel. Mm. We're not perfect. Yes, but we have a good time, and I wouldn't change them for the absolute world. <laughs> So let's talk about professionalism, right? All right, then. So, like I said, this was sparked because Brexit, politics, the country's divided. There's no... We have a prime minister, but we don't have a prime minister. Right. So there's a whole lot of uh, confusion and stress and division. And a lot of this can be put down in terms of levels of cohesion within families. Mm -hmm. And I learned this because when I was doing my whole kind of like 
emotional intelligence reflective kind of stage within myself mm-hmm. right i came across this book called emotionally healthy spirituality okay right so i was probably trying to unlearn a lot of really shockingly bad behaviors mm-hmm. but also learn where i was at and i came across this thing called beaver's system for families yeah right and the five levels are so you've got uh, a vacuum so this lacks kind of leadership and is burdened by confusion and chaos and issues go unresolved and they lack clarity mm-hmm. right then you've got level four so borderline so this is there's a dictatorship it's governed by rules with the expectation that all behaviors and thoughts are binary without opposition okay <laughs> right um i wonder how many people that sounds familiar exactly, to exactly right um, then you've got rule bound so there's no chaos or dictatorship however Value relies on following unspoken rules upheld by manipulation, intimidation, or guilt. That sounds familiar to a lot of people too. Right? Then you've got two. So this is adequate. So there's clear and respected boundaries, periods of warmth due due to flexibility and cherishing family members. It's still prone to conflict and struggles for control sometimes, however. Yeah, that's us a bit. Right. And then you've got optimal, which is level one. So it's similar to level two. However, there's more trust and delight in spending time with each other and creating warmth and trust. So there's less politics. We're we're in between optimal and adequate. As a family, right? I I personally feel. Great. I'm not going to say where I'm I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Anyway, we've got professionalism in it, yeah? Yeah. So, like, I would personally... uh, Let me ask you, actually. If you were to look at the country, where would We're a vacuum. Right, vacuum, right? So I'd, I'd agree with you chaos there's no leadership there's an absolute vacuum of leadership literally that's one of been one of the the key phrases over the past couple of years and so this is all about how do you it's all well and good that you have a team or an organization or you're part of a family unit etc if things are going great it's good to know why they're going great so you can continue to do those things Mm -hmm. like you've touched upon in the first section but also if things aren't going great why are they not going great and what is the level that you can genuinely and realistically aspire to be right based on the personnel that are within that team the company or your family right so this then brings us on to the next thing so have you i asked you earlier off off before we started about tuckman's um theory cycle of of teams dynamics Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so tell me if this sounds familiar to you first you have forming so you you know you become a new team or you meet all the new members, etc. Or you join a team, you're a new member to a team. Yep. yep. You know the goals, you know what your job role is generally... Con- uh, ex- if, if they tell you, sure. If they tell you, right. Um, then you next up part is storming. Yeah. Right? So for one reason or another, you start to realise that you don't like certain people or certain things about your culture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Certain things about your company or your organisation. Yeah. And we're going to go into maybe what that requires in a second, right? Then you've got the norming. So things start to level out a bit. Okay. Right? The conflicts are overcome. But maybe you're still not at the point where, which is the next stage, you're performing. Okay. So you know where everyone is, you know what everyone's like, and you can now move forward to the point where you can function as a team okay. to achieve your goals. Okay. In some cases, depending on the job role you have, so for example, if it's events, etc., then you've got a journey. So when somebody leaves, basically, when okay. the the goal that you've done, that you had, is achieved. Okay, it's like a project team, then, isn't it? Yeah. So the journey part would be for a project team, or sometimes when somebody leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you celebrate something? Okay. Which is always important, right? Okay. You've made a lot of faces. Okay. Well, how come? Because. 
a lot of people, I'm not speaking about my team in personally. Yeah. A lot of people get stuck in the storming and norming phase. Yeah. Don't you like you're doing your day to day. Yeah. But you're not really performing at optimum optimal level in it because people are still like trying to either one up each other. Yeah. Sabotage each other. True. Or they're just still getting used to each other. Yeah. And then if you are in a place where you've got like you've got high attrition. Mm. Attrition being, you know, a lot of people leaving and leaving, so you're having to constantly recruit. Yeah, it's harder to you're, do your job. You're never gonna, you know, get out of the forming, storming, and norming. Yeah. Because you constantly are skipping performing and going straight to a journey. Oh, you're not even performing. You're just storming and yeah, norming, yeah. and you're going between the two. Uh, or and I'll uh, say so you skip performing and go to a journey. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, you go to a journey and then you start forming again because yeah. you've got new people coming in. Yeah, but you completely miss the forming. Exactly. So, like, I think what was interesting for me was, especially as I've done a few coaching sessions with uh, couples, is you start to learn the dynamics between what makes not only a couple a relationship work, but also a family work, which is why I like the point that you touched on about, like, briefly in terms of communication, mm. but also what goes into making a teamwork. And I found that it's four things. Trust, yeah. which you spoke about earlier. Communication, which mm-hmm. you spoke about earlier. Support, which you spoke about earlier, and also accountability, which you spoke about earlier. Mm. And I think sometimes it's harder to do that when you are part of the same team. It shouldn't be, though. It shouldn't be in an ideal world, but it can be. Yeah. And that then leads to basically because it's, I think it's more so a lack of accountability or somebody not respecting somebody else's desire to hold them accountable when they're on the same level a lot of people don't want to be held accountable like i remember there was this one time with by your peers your subordinates or by your seniors so this is the thing right i remember in one of my my early years as a manager mm-hmm. there was <laughs> there were two particular team members who did not get on right for one reason or another anyways we were in this meeting and one of them was talking to another team member quite loudly right the other team member who didn't like the other team member kind of was like, can you, to me, they said, can you um, kind of like, can you just stop them from talking? Now, see me yet, as far as I was concerned, they were talking about whatever they were talking. It wasn't affecting anybody else except that particular person who was, I kind of felt was looking for something to be pissed off about. Yeah. So I was like, they're doing what they're doing. But I, did, I had a conversation anyway. And I was just like, look, can you just lower the volume a bit? Cool. The conversation continued at a lower volume and the team member walked out. The other team member walked out, right? It then came to an issue because the team member who was doing the talking with the other one mm-hmm. was like, who is she to tell me like what I can and what I can't do? Yeah. And one of the things I've always tried to hold true to is that, for one of a better way of putting it, my team, the team that I'm managing or my subordinates, mm-hmm. right? I want them to hold each other accountable. I want them to know that if it gets to me, it's a very different conversation. They should be trying to avoid having that conversation by holding each other accountable to the very same standards that they know I would have anyway. So, so they should what tre- you're trying to get is for them to resolve, conf- resolve conflict by themselves. Yes. <laughs> right? That is a tall order. It is. So, how do you get there? And this is where I think something else that's really important but often goes overlooked comes into it. You need to have common values. Yeah. Right? Common values that not only can your team hold each other accountable to, but also they can hold you accountable to as, your man- as their manager. 
right? Okay. So my four are usually, and I know you don't like this one, unconditional love and respect, mm-hmm. right? Positivity, yeah. growth, mm-hmm. and service, okay. right? And I guess it kind of makes it easier to have that conversation when it's not coming from you, it's coming from a team or company moral or ethic kind of place, okay. which kind of um, separates the person from the information, if that makes sense. Mm. So that's how I tried my hardest to get around that issue of not having every dispute come to me and having my team solve it between themselves so that Do they can you, go on. So when you first start with your team, yep. fresh team, yep. new flock, mm. <laughs> do you yep. are you, are they made aware yes. of these things immediately? Yes. Then not just aware, do you ensure they have understanding yes. of what these things mean? I have to. Right. What I'm going to say to you Go on. is that regardless, and this is just the truth of the situation, Go on. the day and the age we are living in, yeah. no matter, you could beat your four core values to every single one of them are blue in the face of yes. If two of them, mm. for whatever reason, yeah. do not get on, yes. and they're in their feelings about it, yeah. Your values are going out the window, my friend. Right. Clean out of the window. So, here's what tends to happen as a result. Because petty takes full hold. Right. So, here's what tends to happen, right? Weirdly enough, those... Because those two didn't just have an issue with each other. They also had an issue with everything else that was part of the job to a degree. And also me. So, the job wasn't for them. So, the job wasn't for them. Right? But because we could base it on the values and the roles, it was like, you know what? There's, there's, um, I can't remember what the, 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 the is it anagram? FIFO. So it's basically fit in or f off. Oh! Right? Cause, no, cause, but that's FIFO. FIFO, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, right, if you're an employee, you don't have to be there. Nah. You, you genuinely do not have to be there. There is no legal statute that says you have to be part of a specific company. None. Nah. So if you don't want to be there, you can actually leave. Yeah. Right? And so I'm a big I'm a big fan of that in a sense where if you I don't think, hold on hold on go on say that one more time fit in or f off no and then expl- sorry <laughs> explain right if you don't want to be there if you don't want to be there it's not by force to stay and it's not by force for your company to keep you there either so either one like and I've had to do this as well either you leave or I will push you don't you think that's a luxury though in what sense because there are some cir- is do you can you not think of like a circumstance where this is like a last resort sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Like, of course. So this, right? Once again, so this is the thing. But I'm talking about extremes. No, but but yeah, but these, like if you're these, not there, you're gonna be homeless tomorrow. Do you but know what these mean? are always extremes because it's, so. For example, this is where the whole values thing comes into play. Because okay. so let's say for example, unconditional love and respect, mm-hmm. right, and positivity. Even if somebody is getting on my nerves, I've always tried to find the positives that they're doing okay. and try to encourage them to do more of the positives. So that it outweighs the negatives that they're doing. I'm learning to do that. Right? It's hard as hell. Yeah. But it's it's necessary. I call it, the, um, John C. Maxwell calls it the 101% principle. Okay. You look at the 1% of good and you give 100% of your attention. Okay. And that is hard when somebody is getting on your nerves. Okay. Right? So that's the first thing I do. Because I'm giving them unconditional love and respect, it means that first and foremost, I have to give them grace and mercy even when they've got on my nerves. Because I have to respect that I'm not perfect either. Mm-hmm. Fine. Cool. Because if they, if they say, look, will you do this too? I'll be the first person to say, you know what, cool. Let me fix myself and then you, you're going to have to change as well. And we can work on it together. Great. Exactly. Right? So, and then we both grow. The values again. Right? 
If, however, it gets to a stage after three or four warnings, especially when it comes to the process... You it, give four? Well, technically four, but officially three. Okay. Right? So, basically, what I then have to say is, look, it might be better for your own growth and for your own positivity and for the positivity of my team and the clients, etc., and as well as what we're trying to do in terms of our service, for you to leave. And that's okay. We've tried everything. This isn't for you. You're not for us. It's time for you to to move on. Got you. And now, if there's no there's no excuses, there can be no. Uh, That's a very nice way to put it. But what what more can what more can be said? We've tried. We've gone through the process. I've done my hardest to give you grace and to to give you opportunities to to change. To well, not so much change, but to grow. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the way that you're going to have to grow, which is by having these opportunities before that maybe you've never had to, in terms of to fail, having the support there, like, and you're still not taking advantage of it. Maybe you need to. it's not for you and that's okay Mm. so i think those four things are really really important to not just teams but also relationships as well trust communication support and accountability so we've looked at the cycle of tuckman's tuckman's theory of uh, cycle Mm -hmm. beaver system Mm -hmm. um oh and then the common values Mm. right so as a teacher especially and this is the big thing especially as a nation right one of the one of the big issues at the moment, and we're not going to get into it, is should LGBTQ plus topics I- be taught? LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. topics be taught in as part of the curriculum in schools. Okay. Now, my personal and professional views are a lot more aligned now, especially after having certain conversations, mm-hmm. because they should be taught based on the fundamental British value of tolerance as well as mutual... Vid- tolerance is wrong. We shouldn't be teaching tolerance. We should be teaching understanding and, accept- and acceptance. Right. I'm not a fan of the word tolerance, but I understand where it comes from. That's just my view. Right. But the fundamental British value itself, as it's classed, is tolerance. Mm. It should also be classed under in- individual liberty. The two it should be taught under is mutual tolerance and respect as well as individual liberty. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't subscribe to those values... You have every right to not in, to like teach your child at home. Oh, put them in a school, like because a lot of people, not a lot. <clears throat> let me rephrase. Go on. For people who yeah. don't, I don't know what there is to agree with. Yeah. But don't agree or subscribe to the LGBTQ. Yeah. IA plus, plus community. Yes. Some of these people are staunchly religious right and there are religious independent schools the issue with that you can go to here's the issue with that and if they're independent then can the government re- if they're truly independent schools i don't know how it works right so that's what i was going to explain to you very quickly okay. right if they receive government funding and a lot of free schools aka independent schools still receive government funding then they should still but according to fundamental British values, especially the teaching and standard curriculum, still have to teach in okay. some way, shape or form. Teach your kid at home then. Right. If you don't like it, you've got two options. Teach your kid at home or teach them in a private school, which is not funded by the government. Yeah. Oh, you got money. Right. Those are your two options. It's true. Right. But if your child is going to be taught in a school with where the curriculum is determined by um, the government and where it's funded by the government then you should, by default, accept the fact that the, every subject in that school is going to be taught according to these values, even if, even if they are subjects that you personally 
don't subscribe to. Isn't it? Because some of us don't subscribe to algebra. <laughs> right? So it's like... Or the nth term. There we go. So it comes down to, is the fundamental British value of tolerance more important, right? And is it going to be practised? It's, it's ironic as well, because here's the thing, right? That whole argument, like I said, we're not going to get into it, but yeah. the to- there's a tolerance in, in, in the sense where you, can ha- you have the freedom to have your faith and practice it, which wasn't always the case. No. Right? However, you can do that because of the fundamental British value of tolerance, mm. right? Which is therefore backed up by the laws and the human rights that are then ex- expressed as a result of that particular value mm-hmm. to protect it. Mm-hmm. You can't now then turn around and say you don't want that value to be practiced or appreciated for any other demographic. How can you? You can't do that. How can you, sir, tell people how, what they can and cannot do? Right. It would be like I'm asking you because that's what they will ask you. Who are you to tell me that I should let my daughter... Yeah. Because it's not what Africans are should do that. (laughs) My apologies. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm just taking the mic. I, I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? You like I couldn't. Have, let me just like I couldn't have unconditional love and respect for one person and not have it for somebody else because I don't like that person. Okay. And this is what makes it hard, right? But this is also very often what overcomes the difficulties when it comes to like co- internal conflicts. You don't, even like, don't like that person. You don't like something about them. There we go. Oh, and no, okay, no, right? it's not the time or the place Sorry. for this discussion. Right, but at the end of the day. If you don't have your values, then you then you are fundamentally compromised. Yeah. And that's why I haven't got an issue with them called being fundamentally British values. Is there often a difference and an issue with the way in which they are practiced? A hundred percent. That's also for another podcast, right? <laughs> but they are there and they should be upheld because they are above, they, to a degree, they are even above the law. Yeah. Because those values are what the law is there to protect and put in place. Right. Right? So when it comes to teams as well, those values need to be paramount sometimes like you said even within your family mm-hmm. they, don't need, they don't even need to be spoken but i personally like them to be spoken and explicit so that everyone knows where they stand and if everyone's moving a bit if someone's moving a bit left or right we can always come back to these values yeah. and ask yourself are we practicing these and if not how can we get back there and then lastly this is also something i've got better at over the course of the years if the values don't work in answer to your question right it comes down to why are you here in terms of what is your mission I've had some incredibly toxic conflicts. (laughs) Yeah. Like very, very bad conflicts that would genuinely make people shudder and struggle to find any answer to. Okay. Right. Because you're sitting there thinking, how do I overcome this? I've looked to the internet. I've looked to God. I've looked to wise counsel, people who were more experienced and wiser than me. Or in some cases, even look to people who were younger than me and don't have any issues at all. Or a bit more resilient when it comes to certain issues. But what's always helped is that it comes back to what is the mission. Pre- in my previous year of management, there was a really, really bad conflict between two, two women. For a very understandable reason, to be fair. Right? It was about a guy. Which, weird enough, was difficult to see as part of an issue because it was part of an all-women's team. So there was no guys in the team anyway. Long story short, it found itself into the workplace... And as I, it does. Huh? As it does. As it does, right? And I was doing my whole emotional intelligence trying to be a bit more understanding of such a such a thing, right? And then I spoke to my old team member who said to me, Look, look, David, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to be 
a bit more sensitive and emotional. But you've gone too far. And you, like, if in all honesty, not so much the way that you were before, but how you would have handled this before would have been much, would, is the way that you need to handle it now. So the way that you would have handled it up till now is perfect. But you can't continue to act like that because it's not going to improve the situation. Mm. You need to go back to your old ways at this current moment in time. This is the perfect time for that. In her words, Mr. Aldrich, right? Don't tempt me. Exactly, and in her words, it's like the your clients are going to suffer because of man, and it's like you know what? That's very true. We have a job here. We have a mission to achieve. So she basically told you patterning. Exactly, and so this reminded me of our most strategy, right? So most stands for mission, objective, strategy, and tactics. They work in a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I had to basically remind them: What are we here to do? What is our mission? What's your job, fam? What is our job? cool is this current conflict going to help us with our objectives no is this is this part of a strategy which is going to help us with our with our objectives no is this conflict conducive to putting the tactics in place to help us with our strategy to help us achieve our objectives which is part of our mission no so then we just need to to, to just put nip this in the bud and get on with it you guys fine you're not friends that's okay, isn't it? I don't need you to be bosom buddies and rolling around, what's it, uh, candy floss and marshmallows at a campfire singing Kumbaya and that. Don't need to do sleepovers. I need you to work productively together for the sake of our clients and to do it in a way that embodies our values. Got you. So when I think about this in terms of the nation, we're not going to do too much Brexit, right? But I think there's a lot of that that's not being looked at. There is no mission. Arguably, most well, well funny enough, the mission is to exit Europe. There's one party that has a mission, and that is probably why they are the most successful at the moment because they want to leave Europe, and that's simply it. There's no yeah, confusion. But then is, are you? We're trying to do hard Brexit. We're trying to do soft Brexit. No, this part, this particular party, just wants hard Brexit. But here's the thing: in their case, Dami, the reason they're working is because their mission is clear. Fair enough. And once they have a clear mission, it was easy for them to make their objectives sort out the strategies to achieve those objectives and then do the tactics. And there you go. But every other party doesn't have a mission, doesn't have objectives to fulfil that mission, doesn't have strategies to help them do this, the objectives and doesn't have tactics as a result. Mm. And they can't do... The, it's, like, it's like the Bible says you can't serve two gods. You can't serve two different missions. No. You can only do one. Yeah. So when I think about teams, the nation, and even in relationships, a lot of these things aren't done. So, real quick, again, so it's just one of the questions from this lovely, lovely list mm. that I'm going to ask David, and I may choose to answer. I may not. Looking forward to this one. All right, let's go for what advice has someone in my family given Ooh. and that I have taken just in time? Taken? Ju- what advice has someone in my family given and I have taken just in time? Wow. You know what? There's one thing about my family, yeah? Mm-hmm. We all give advice, isn't it? Like, we're very free with it. Even when it's not asked for. So, I couldn't possibly just nip it down to one person. I'm trying to think. One. Have you got one? Yeah. Like my, I think my mum is a savant mm. when it comes to certain things. Yeah. Uh, like, no, let me give... Okay, so back in secondary school, mm. you know, your groups of friends, we've all got our dramas. Mm. I had a group of friends... And it seemed that, I wouldn't say the girls, now I would say the girls were playing pass around with the guy. Mm. 
but there were some crossover <laughs> relationships, right? Yeah. And there were some breakups. And two people I was very close to at the time had broken up. Yeah. And it became a... And the breakup happened over the summer holidays, year 10, come back in year 11. Yeah. And it was all very um, messy. Yeah. You have to choose who you're spending time with here, there and there. You're getting phone calls to say, clearly you've chosen this person. Da, da, da. I remember moaning to my mum one day and she was like, tell them that you're not going to talk to either of them mm. until they sort out their rubbish. I was like, huh? What do you mean? She was like, no, because it's not fair. They put you in this, this, and that direction. Yeah. And this is the least of your worries at this point in time. You've got exams to worry about. Yeah. And in honesty, I feel like if she hadn't top, if I hadn't gone to her with that, mm. and as and as um, what's the word I'm looking for? As trivial as it seems now. Yeah. Remember when you're 15, you're 16, especially back back then where social media wasn't what it is now mm. your friends and your are your whole world yeah yeah so the fact that there was a breakdown in my friendship group mm. was weighing heavily on me mm. so it was getting to the point where i felt like i was gonna have to choose mm. and she said to me you know just tell them both no more either we share time they fix up i'm not talking to either of them yeah they fixed up i do like that it's got plenty of applications do you know what actually on that front in terms of plenty of applications i think what would be good in terms of... I had one in family units. What was the nick of time, though? What What was... He gave it to you, and then as he said it to you, you applied it, and it worked. Oh, can I share that one? Do you know what? I'll, I'll share this one, right? So, basically, I was... Oh, this is going to be potentially political, but it is what it is. So, basically, with one of my exes, he basically said to me, it's going to get to a stage... Because we, we it was a very interesting relationship. But he said, look, it's going to get to a stage where you're going to go to the toilet and she's going to ask you what you're doing in there. Like, you can't... Like, that's how toxic the relationship's going, the relationship's going to get, where it's going to get to the point where you can't go for a piss and she's not going to ask you what you're doing in there. How many of you men are living that right now? <laughs> and funnily enough, yeah, it was so weird, yeah, because this must have been maybe a week or, or two afterwards, yeah, it happened, Dami. I've gone to the toilet. I took my phone with me because I was just like checking the socials, didn't it? Whilst I was on the throne, didn't it? Yeah, as yes, you do. And then all I hear is, and and Dami, there's only one person in the house, which was my ex at the time. I'm like, yes. What are you doing? I said, I'm on the toilet. And it was then it clicked for me that my dad's wisdom had come to fruition, and it was incredibly bloody specific because what he was trying to show me was like. If it gets so toxic that you can't even be trusted to go to the toilet, think of how deep that is. I wish you lot could see the look on my face right now. And you know what, Dami, let me, let me make this clear. I'm so confused. Let me make this clear, yeah? There was, no, there was no cheating, there was no indiscretion. It was just like, do you know what it was? It was a bit narcissistic where this, this person couldn't envisage my time and even me going to the toilet without them being there. When we finish recording, I really need to know who this was. Oh, you know who it was? No, I can't pinpoint. You know who it was? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right? So that should hopefully make it make you sense. You need to make sure that they didn't hear me whisper that. I will make sure, right? Okay. But it, but you know why it makes sense. Yeah, now. Right. Even even no, it doesn't still. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was okay. Okay. I'm just saying it makes sense. All right. So that right? was the advice that you're So that was the advice is that you know when something's really toxic, a relationship, whether it's at work or even when you cut it without questions. When you cannot literally go and be a human being <laughs> Without being questioned as to why, do you know what I mean? In the place you're meant to be doing it as well, like. 
That makes me think about myself a little bit because no, nah, I'm not like that. It's just when I get bored, I like to do. Dumb imagine, stuff. imagine you're at your desk, yeah, you're at your desk doing your work, yeah, and your boss comes and asks you, "What are you doing?" So I'm, I'm doing the job you asked me to do. What's, 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 what's your problem? That's when you know it's toxic. So. Last announcement. Please, please, please get your tickets for the Legacy event on the 20th of July. Yeah, do that. We are still selling a few early bird tickets. Yeah. Um, thank you for all of those people who have already bought them. If you have any dilemmas, please send us an, a DM or an email. Or if you have any, like, topics you think we mm. should discuss, send it to hello at elliotshepherds.uk. Dunno. That's two L's and two T's. Dunno. Shepherds. Shepherds. Yeah, this has been fun. This has been interesting. It's been deep, but now fun. Was, we've talked a lot now. Let's get going because there's certain things i got to do. A hundred percent. Right. Thank you for listening. Please continue to share. So, um, put, give us a review. And yeah. sh- and if you have any insights, perspective or advice that you also want to contribute, use the Lead Your Legacy podcast on Twitter. Thank you once again. Well, you know, comment oh, on, on the um, Instagram. Ah, oh, yes. We're on the Facebook too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because people still use that. I'm not adding anyone. Don't worry. Wow, it's just me. People do still use it. I didn't know. People still do use it. I didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's been real, peep. Yep. Thank you for listening, and once again, please continue to lead your legacy. Bye. Bye.